my mic was muted the fed first dang it i hate that i always I, there's there's so many checklist things that i i like i'm like i gotta do this i gotta do that and I, that's one of the things i forgot so what's going on everybody i hope you had a great week uh sorry about the unmuted me and or the muted me i should say but uh yeah it's another show another week yeah yeah it's another show another week um just like i was saying uh my week has been you know it was a short week for me um you know due to the holiday uh you guys know and if you didn't know i'm an active duty service member by trade i'm an explosive ordnance disposal technician uh, I've been doing that for uh, eight years, actually. I've been in the military for 15 years. My first uh, MOS um, was a medical laboratory specialist. Uh, and then I shifted over to explosive ordnance disposal because I wanted something a little bit more exciting, if you <laughs> dig what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, so we had a four-day weekend, which means today I was off. I uh, kind of um, talked myself into doing like four different videos today, last night during my live when I had a guest on my show. Um, so I recorded a few videos, a few clips to a beginning of some videos and really just relaxed and tried to recharge. Just like you said, um, I was going to go on a nice little run, but I ran yesterday. So I, I took a knee today. I see Mark's in the building. What's up, Mark? What's going on? Uh, Cam from Elevated Lawnscapes. I see Nate's in here from Pacific North West Lawns, lawn, Lake House Lawn Care. Dude, you have a super cool lawn right by the lake. Uh, that's that's dope. And Left Tool's in the building. Left Tool, you should have something arriving in the mail for me really soon. Your brother-in-law is an EOD specialist? Really? That's interesting. Cool. What, I mean, is he Army, Navy, or Air Force? I, I might know him. I might know him. It's a very small community. I might know him. So do you do you uh do you run every week or what's what's your uh what <laughs> yeah so so uh if I'm being honest uh I literally just got back to running on a regular schedule um I had a bulging disc um for a little while while well, I still have the bulging disc but I had to go to physical therapy visit chiropractor get myself back back together so I can get back to my regular running routines. But uh, ideally, yes, we run at least two to three times a week, anywhere from six to 12 miles, depending on how motivated I am or how motivated the leadership that's in charge of me making me run, um, but um, how, how motivated they are. But yeah, we're running is a, uh, it's one of the things that we have to do in our PT test that we have to do each year, twice a year. So we have to run. We have to run. And, and we're actually in the middle of transitioning to a new type of PT test. Um, so the new PT test has a lot more intricate uh, things that relate more to what we do when we're at war. So I think that's pretty cool. But they're fielding out very slow because, of course, you know, the thing that shook the world um, that's still kind of holding on to us here, even in the beginning of 2021, it slowed down a lot of the things that we used to do um in big groups so that's where we are well right i don't now. know why i asked do you run every week because that was a really dumb question i meant to ask do you run every day because <laughs> i'm a former cross-country runner and uh, my wife is too so I, you know running every day is a you know that's that's natural to me so i don't I, sometimes when we get started on these podcasts like or these these live streams I, you know not i know i've been doing it for this is the, the ninth show or whatever but I still get a little jitters. I still got to work out the juices a little bit in the uh, at the beginning, and 
you know, I'm, I'm like paying attention to everything going on in the chat and make sure the show's going on. So I'm not always aware of like the things that I'm saying. So that was a really dumb question on my end. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as a dumb question. There are dumb answers. That's true. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. So we, but um, no, man. Yeah, I, I used to run every day. Back in the day when I used to be hunting for like that perfect PT score so I could be as competitive as possible with my peers. Uh, I, I'd say the, the easiest part on the PT test for me that came natural was push-ups. Um, I can max my push-ups relatively easy. I'm usually done with them within the first minute or so. But um, when it comes to the run, that 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 demands a certain amount of um, discipline that if you don't have, you it'll just fall off for me specifically. And then uh, uh, sit ups, sit ups for some reason have never been my strong suit. Um, you know, I have abs, but. <sighs> Sit-ups is a struggle. So um, I used to run every day, uh, a lot of mileage on the knees, on the feet. And due to injuries that I've received over the past uh, 15 years, it's just, it's not uh, ideal for me to try to run every day. Got to reel it in. Well, uh, I wanted to to jump in. Everybody, thank you for joining tonight. Um, You know, there's... there's a lot of familiar faces. I, th- I think I see a few faces I have not seen before, so I appreciate you guys coming in. I got B. Davis, Lawn Journeys, uh, Elevated Lawnscapes, uh, Landscape Lake House, Left Tool. Um, I know there's so many more, the Lawn Analyst. and uh, But if you haven't been on the show before, I, I keep this pretty casual. We- we're just hanging out here. We're uh, talking lawn care. We try to keep it lawn care. Um, and... You know, Rob is specifically he he has a lot of experience in the the garden area as well. So I'm going to try to take advantage of that and talk to him more about those types of things, since that's just something that us lawn care enthusiasts don't necessarily dabble in all that much. But there there is a lot of close relationship there. But this isn't an interview style. This isn't a Q and A style. This is just us hanging out. We try to I try to incorporate uh, as much of the people in the chat as possible. You know, throw in a question if we if you have one, and we'll try to get to it. Um, I do apologize if we miss it because it's just sometimes difficult to keep up with the chat. So, um, sure. yeah, Mark, Mark's uh, not Mark. What? See, here's here's the jitters. I got to work it out. I don't know why I said Mark. Uh, Rob, uh, you you said I know I've I've watched your stuff for a while. Your your channel with lawn care and garden like. You, the what you do and why you do it is really in the name of your channel with turf therapy because um, i know you've talked about it i've seen you've been actually featured in some articles in your community um with you know what you do for and what you're what you're trying to help other people in you know the the service uh you know military and stuff like that can you kind of speak on that a little bit about like what what got you into lawn care and then what got you into doing it on YouTube? Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, get a little background on me. Like I already told you, I'm in the military. Um, I've been in the military 15 years in May. Um, and I really needed something that, that helps me uh, unplug. Uh, for a long time uh, in my life, it was always mission. Um, it's like, we got one mission. We do that mission. What's the next mission? Reset, refit. Go at it. Attack, kill again. Reset, refit. That was my life. 
And I was pretty content with that. Um, but somewhere along the way, I realized that this is going to come to an end. And the things that I experienced while I was deployed, although I thought um, didn't come back home with me, after about a while, I realized that it did. It changed the way that I uh, interacted with people. It changed the way that I processed information. It changed the way that I processed stress. Um, and then one day, uh, there was a, well, about a year and a half ago, there was a big hole in the back of my yard. And um, every time the people who came through to cut the grass in this uh, HOA type community, it was contracted out, um, they would hit this turn and it would just keep making the hole bigger and bigger. And my dogs, I have two little pups, little Yorkies that I picked up in Germany while I was stationed in Germany. They would play in these holes, right? So they get muddy and be in there eating the dirt. So I said, you know, I'm going to fix this hole. Stop cutting the grass. I'll take care of it. Now, at the time, I did not intend to have the best lawn on the block. I just wanted to fix this hole. So when I went after trying to fix this hole, spending the whole day outside, being in the lawn, doing some lawn and landscape area beautification type stuff, I realized that all the noise that I usually deal with on a daily basis with my mind constantly and consistently spinning, it all kind of just dealt out. And it was peaceful for me. I got home. Uh, I mean, I came in the house. I washed all the dirt off of me and um, cleaned my nails real well, laid in the bed and had the most peaceful night of sleep that I'd ever ha that I'd had in years, you know, probably since I'd been a teenager. Um, peaceless night, no, no, no bad dreams, no night terrors, anything like that. So I kept at it, you know, and I just kept doing it. And along the way, my wife, a huge supporter of me and everything that I do, special shout out to uh, the, the missus. Um, she, she actually kind of encouraged me. She saw that I, I watched a lot of lawn care YouTube videos. She knew that I had a a passion for music. She knew that I was creative enough. And if I put my mind to it, I would be capable of producing content that people would probably enjoy. So um, as a NCO, senior enlisted um, service member in the U.S. Army, um, I have made it my point in my career to express to my soldiers, anyone that I had underneath me, that uh, there's no shame in getting help. There's no shame in seeking help. There's no shame in going to a psychiatrist to speak about the things that are stressing you. So I figured, why don't I take that and magnify that message and make that what my channel's about, since that's what I'm getting from it. Um, so that's what I did. You know, I came up with a name that that, that made sense with the help of my lovely mother, and then I, I branded it. And then I took it to YouTube just so I could share my message as far as what was happening with me and how much my life had changed and improved. Now, of course, the first channel I landed on was Alan Hayden Lawn Care Nut. And um, he really opened my eyes. And I love the way that he broke down and explained things to give you a solid foundation. And from there, it just took off. And, you know, I ended up um, here today with you, you know, within uh, what has it been about 14, 15 months I've been on YouTube. And here we are today. So that's why I took my channel to YouTube was honestly to just help people. And, and it was more specifically geared towards service members of any type of, uh, of any of the branches. But later on, I realized that civilians suffer with PTSD just as much as um, service members. So since then, I've definitely sure. opened it up. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, I, I, I can't say I have a similar story, but in some regards, it is it's, it is a little similar because uh, when I started my YouTube channel, I uh, that was in the process of me 
trying to figure out a new career because the career I was currently in as an athletic trainer, I, I, I didn't like it. It was not working uh, for me. It was, it was starting to really uh, affect me personally and not only me, but it was, you know, when it, when it starts affecting you and you have a family and a wife and kids, it starts to affect all of them. Um, and I knew it was time for a change. And that's when I was, lawn care had always been something that had brought me comfort and peace since I was a kid. It was something that, you know, I, I remember doing when I was uh, a kid with my mom. That's just a, a, a very great, I have so many good memories of working in my, in the landscaping with my mom and helping her do things. Um, I was, I was, you know, as, as when I was old enough, I was always mowing the lawn. That was my responsibility. And, um, you know, there were t- days and weeks that I didn't want to go do it just like any teenager or whatever, but <laughs> I still enjoyed it. Like of it was course. still something I loved doing cause I could see immediate gratification of the lawn didn't look good. It looked unkept. And as soon as I was done, it looked really good. It was something I was pride. I was a little prideful of. I love doing that. And so when I got to this point in my life with uh, a career that I had spent, you know, seven uh, six years in, in college for and work to get to where I thought I wanted to be. And then it ended up not being the career I wanted, wanted, because when I, you know, when you're in college, you're like, this is what I want to do, but you don't, you can't imagine what right. your life's going to be like and what your endeavors are going to be like when you're married and you have kids, like your priorities change drastically. Right. They could stay the same for sure, okay. but mine changed Right. It, it was like 180. It was like, this is not for me. This is, I need to get out of this. So, um, I kind of used lawn care at that point in time to, uh, vent to, uh, just relieve, re- relieve myself of any frustrations and those types of things that I had read at a long day at work. And, um, you know, when we bought first bought our first house, uh, back in, uh, 2017, 2016, something like that. That was the first house you guys have seen mm-hmm. me create content at. I had never actually maintained a lawn. I've only mowed it from that point on. I, I didn't do any sort of fertilizing or anything like that as a kid. So I was learning from scratch from a lot of, from a, in a lot of different areas of lawn care. And that's when I found Alan and I was also watching a lot of this old house, Roger Cook. I was, I was learning a lot from him as well. Um, cause I needed to do like a lot of overseeding and stuff in that lawn. Cause I never, I didn't, a lot of people never, or most people never saw what that lawn used to look like before I really did a heavy overseed and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, when I started doing that, that was just like, man, I, I really like this. Maybe this is something, uh, maybe this is something I'd start enjoying and just be another outlet for me to, you know, I don't know find a little stress relief in those types of things. Matt Martin was another one. Ryan Knorr was another one that I like, they kind of inspired me to, to start doing something. And, um, I never really, it, it's always been a hobby and still is a hobby of mine. I never like had plans to turn this into a business or anything like that. It was just kind of like, this is fun. I like doing it. And that's what I want it to always be. So. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I can completely relate. And here, 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 this is how naive I was stepping into the lawn care community. I thought my story was 
super special. You know, I thought I was one of the few guys that was out there in their lawn at the time because lawn is my first love. As you know, I am now into gardening. And if you didn't know, I'm, I, I, I enjoy gardening just as much as I enjoy lawn care now. And uh, I think there's a pocket where they can coexist happily if you're responsible, that it's not highlighted enough, which is where I've taken that angle to make sure that I've merged them both together. But um, I thought that I was one of these unique people who was just seeking an immense amount of therapy, like literally repairing and giving that peace when they were out in the yard. And later I found that it was a lot of things. It was people, it was a lot of people out there that, that could relate to the message that I was sending. But I'd say tenfold um, that that is why I think my channel has been successful as successful as it has been uh, this year, because it's a relatable message. It's a message that most people can get behind. It's something that most people can at least identify with, at least on the very surface, if not directly. There's someone in everyone's home, in everyone's life, that they know that they find peace connecting with uh, this thing we call Earth. Like uh, Mike says, uh, Mark said right here, it's primal. It strikes a deep revolution. It strikes a deep evolutionary chord in us. Our ancestors had a very deep relationship with tending the earth and and mark like you couldn't have said it better waxing that poetic early in the day um <laughs> just letting us know you know that 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 that's exactly you know why most of us really enjoy that process and uh what was this lake house lake house lawn care rob your dollars are awesome man i appreciate that i really do uh i special thanks to connor ward i didn't know what a dahlia was about eight months ago until until i saw connor ward like ranting and raving about these flowers and i was like what is that is gorgeous that is beautiful that i'm a, i'm like yeah he's like isn't it beautiful and i'm i'm watching the video like i'm talking to him like yeah yeah, Connor, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. You know, like I'm having a conversation with him and immediately after that video, I don't remember which one it was, but I immediately went and I looked him up and, you know, I, I ordered me some that same night and uh, I fell in love with him all over again this season, having him in my lawn. It, it, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I the what you're talking about as far as like finding a relatable message, I I like when I first started getting involved in YouTube and the lawn care community, to me, that's what I thought or not. I thought I still think that I think so many people in the community, it's not like I think in the front end, people are like, yeah, green grass stripes. And there may be just some of that, but I think there's such a deeper meaning for it with so many more people than actually say it. Cause it, it, you're, you're putting your, you're making yourself a little bit more vulnerable by saying that. And it's, it's difficult to be vulnerable, especially as a guy. Like it's just, you know, you don't want to say this mean, this is more to me in a more emotional way. Maybe if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Um, cause that's what it was for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I was at a stage of a little bit of depression when I first started lawn care stuff, when I was going through that career change and it was, uh, I used it as something to help me. And then I, the community that I found with the lawn care stuff was much more than what I ever thought it could be. And I don't know, like that's what you're talking about is exactly what I've thought about, uh, since the, the first time I started making content and really watching Alan's stuff and a lot of other people's stuff. Cause I, you can just see it in the comments. Like, I don't know, like to me, it was just like, I could see it like 
they'd comment on it and it wasn't just like you know thanks for the great info it was more like i don't know there was just a, a much deeper meaning in people's comments because you could see it or like struck a chord with them in some form or fashion and when alan's just you know doing his goofy thrower down stuff while that's all fun and games he's yeah. really touching a lot of people in a in many different ways that i don't think he really realizes maybe he does um but what you, what you said was exactly right and what what mark said from lawn creeps is um was right on too, man. I can't wait to have Mark on uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah. 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 Mark, Mark, he's a good guy, man. And, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, Alan, uh, to, to your point, I don't, I, I sometimes don't think I, maybe at this point in his life, he really realizes the impact that he's had, not only in this community, but in so many people's lives that aren't on YouTube as well. And I think that that realization came to him at some point along the way. But I, I have to imagine uh, that although I know he stepped out to help people, I don't think he could have ever imagined what he ended up birthing 10 years down the road. And I got to give a special shout out to Left Tool. Left Tool, he said, he said, hanging out with my two, with two of my faves tonight. Life is good. Thanks, guys. And he paid us. How, who, where do you go where you know when someone pays you for hanging yeah. out? Thank with you, them? Left Tool. You know that, what I mean? Aaron, that, that's, that's uh, I, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. I, I Yeah, I appreciate you uh, just as much. And like I said, you, you should have something in the mail. Um, well, it's already in the mail. You should be receiving it really soon from uh, <laughs> from me here in the near future. I, I hope you like it. Um, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Nate over at Pacific Northwest Lawns. Him and I, we dropped the same seed this year. I wonder how your um, DIY MySoil premium uh, blend is doing right now up in the Pacific Northwest, but he's about to drop some dahlias in their lawn, in his lawn as well. And I want to circle back to something that you said. Men, men making themselves vulnerable. I, and that's one thing that I aim to constantly do on my channel. One thing that I hopped on last year that uh, if you were around last year, you would know the Movember campaign. Yep. Right when I started my channel, the Movember campaign had kicked off. Uh, Lazy Lawns had put that together. It was an amazing campaign. Great stuff came out of it. A lot of great stories came out of it. But I have kind of tried to maintain that that uh that message on my channel which where i don't mind allowing myself to be vulnerable because i think one thing that we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot as far as a culture a uh, specific to american man culture is acting like we don't have feelings right because i'm gonna tell you what happens when men act like they don't have feelings whenever we have a in my experience right have you ever or i'll ask you the audience as well you guys, we're you know we're hardcore. You know we we don't we don't hurt we don't cry. <laughs> um, so every once in a while, my wife uses that against me, right? You know, in the most you know loving way, they they forget that we have feelings because we are so caught up in making sure no one realizes we have feelings. We got to maintain this manly man type thing. And even within my family, you know, we have a lot of aggressive, strong females in my family to where they will run over you as men 
um, if you don't kind of stand your ground. So I think it's important for us to normalize men having feelings like we do have feelings. And it's okay to, to you know, it's, you're not any less of a macho man. You know, I love dahlias. I love flowers. And I take care of bombs. So convince me that you're <laughs> I take care of bombs. And I take care of bombs. You know, I will go, you know, deadhead these dahlias and and be in bliss while I'm doing it. And then I will take that long walk down to that thing that everyone ran and evacuated from. And I will strategically take that thing apart so everybody can return to to their work or to their school or whatever it may be. So uh, I think that's a very important thing that we do as men in this culture, as allowing yourself to be vulnerable every once in a while. If you think something's beautiful, say it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, say it's beautiful. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, oh, and um, I, I missed it earlier. Left tool. I don't sing. I just love beats. Like I love beats and I do, I, I do, I did. And I still can play the trumpet that, you know, if you, I don't, I don't remember the name of the video, but I did a blooper last year where I'm like airplane the trumpet. But you know, if I wanted to play I a used live, to play I the French horn, but, uh, that that's, 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 that's what I do. I used to play, I played the French horn for about four years. Yeah. French, I, French I did, horn, uh, yeah. All throughout middle school and my freshman year of high school. And, uh, uh, we actually, when I was in middle school, we went to what's called the Midwest I believe it's called Midwest Conference or something like that. It was up in Chicago where we were one of the few bands, middle school or high school bands that were in, invited up to Chicago. I didn't really know the meaning of it. You know, it was supposedly a big deal, but I was like, oh, this is cool. I get to go to Chicago when I was in middle school. And, um, but yeah, I stopped right. playing after freshman year because I wanted to pursue sports and cross country and track. So, <clears throat> yeah yeah that's funny um what's that uh cam you said you played the trumpet as well mark you're taking off man thank you for being here mark i i really appreciate all the support and i can't wait to bring you back to the channel brother and that's right real men garden hands down for sure um <laughs> but yeah uh yeah guys so um i i for this year i mean what you got working on what, what are your plans this spring, Ben. I mean, yeah, I you know want to. I want to take a moment. I want to. I want to give you a round of applause. I think everyone in the chat right now should give Ben a round of applause for the lawn that he landed on this year, and it just put it just completely tanked on him when he first got there. It was like riddled. with all types of. I was like, oh my gosh! I felt like I felt your pain, but. Talk about finishing strong, bro. Talk about finishing strong. You reached out to who? Um, was it yeah, John Perry? I, I reached got out you, to got you on track. Uh, John Perry, Allen, and Matt Martin. Those were the three guys that really got me on track on what to do because I had, you know, I'd I'd kind of been following some of the preventative strategies with fungicides and those types of things, but I had never really dealt with like anything severe like it was this year and. I was really confused with the lawn this year because it started out like as, as spring started, it, it didn't really like green up like I had previously, you know, uh, known with my other lawn because I didn't know what kind of, you know, what kind of fertilizer was put down in the years past and those types of things. And I would put fertilizer down. I'm like, it's, I mean, it's getting green, but it's not like, 
it's not reacting the way I knew it could react based on my previous experience at the other house. I was like, there's, and I had already, I had already done a, a soil test in, uh, you know, I knew the pH was really high and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I knew the pH was important, but I didn't know really the effects that could have on growth and greening up and those types of things. And I reached out to all those three people and like, yeah, that that's your problem. And I was like, uh, they're yeah. like, yeah, because and I did some research before I reached out to them. And, and there is research on with high pH, your lawn, lawns or grass tends to look more yellow because it's not absorbing all the right. nutrients it can because it just because it's it's too basic. It's it's too alkaline for it to absorb those nutrients in the soil. And I was at a loss. I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And, you know, it was riddled with fungus right. and it was like starting to get into the really hot point. And I'm like, well, I know it looks like dollar spot. And Alan always says to really just, you know, hammer it hard and push, push it out. But it's starting to get hot and I don't want to like encourage it and those types of things. So I was like, I don't know what to do. And, uh, yeah, they, they helped. They were, they were clutch. It was nothing I did. It was all them. All I did was follow their direction. And I was like, all right, well, it's fixed now. And I, I was really like, I was shocked. Like I thought my recovery was not going, I was not going to see a real recovery until like fall. But when it recovered in summer, I was like, right. Holy crap. Like this is awesome. Right. I was amazed just as much as you were. I was like, I can't believe you bounced back that strong. So is this like, is this something that they said that you need to keep your eye on <laughs> for the next year or so? Cause I know with certain diseases, fungus, like some funguses can, lingering that soil for quite a while until things kind of regulate themselves off. Well, I'm, I'm curious to what kind of so um, advice they gave So I still want to reach back out to Matt uh, and talk to him more about what mm -hmm. he thinks my preventative strategy should be for this coming spring based on what I've dealt with. And I want to get right. my soil test back before I talk to him so we can look at what's going on with the pH because I'm hoping the pH had, had has come down to some extent. I know I'll probably still need to be addressing that this coming year because I know it can take a good amount of time to lower pH because lowering pH can be much more difficult than it can be to raise pH if if I am understanding that correctly. I'm no professional here. Just to do, uh, so uh, right, right. But uh, I, I need to talk to him about what, what I need to do and, and just research a little bit more to figure out what I'm you know, what preventative strategies I need to take. Um, but we'll see. I mean, my, my initial gut is to go with, you know, a, a, an exo an exoxystrobin and propiconazole as a preventative before it ever starts. Cause here's one of the things that I always struggled with is knowing like when to put it down. Like I didn't want to put it down too early and I didn't want to put it down too late. And I think more times than not, I was putting it right. down too late. Um, and that didn't help me out either. So, Hopefully this year, I think I'm just going to go like, I can't remember when exactly, but I think last year I was like, you know what? I don't care what the weather's doing at the end of April. I'm putting my first preventative app down because the first week of May or the second week of May, I can easily just flip a switch and we're in, you know, the sauna and it's hot and humid and we're in the prime time of fungus and I'm already behind. So, right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing the content that rolls out behind that because, like I said, I was amazed. If you guys haven't seen that, you got to go check it out. The, the the quick recovery, the almost overnight recovery to make that happen was nothing short of amazing, as far as I'm concerned. Kyle just said, um, "Rob, what are your favorite flowers?" 
Kyle, that's almost um, I feel like you're cornering me right now. You're painting me into a corner. And the only reason why I say that is because I don't have a lot of experience with growing flowers other than dahlias. Right. So I love dahlias because they're coming so many assorted colors, flavors, sizes, all of that. If I had to pick one, um, it would be dahlias. But I, but I kind of feel like that's cheating. So I'm going to give you a unique one. Right. And it's not really a flower, but it's a bloom of a plant. And I love the blooms on okra. Okra blooms look beautiful. They're amazing. Um, but I am going to be starting a lot of my flowers that almost, I'm going to argue 70% of the flowers that you see in my landscape this year will be started right here behind me in my light setup that you see behind me. So um, I, I got these really cool, well, my wife, she's like, my wife has a problem, everyone. She's a, she, she has a problem. She has a problem with buying seeds. She cannot stop buying seeds. But I mean, it works out because now I have this huge assortment of different perennials and annuals to plant. And one of the ones that she uh, picked up was uh, these black satin petunias. Uh, petunias. So I I'm going to grow those. Those look really cool. The nasturtiums that I had last year, those were really cool too. They're, they're edible. I ate one. My wife, she ate one. But when she ate it, there happened to be bugs inside of it. So I'm pretty sure that ruined her experience. <laughs> she won't be eating them anymore. But um, yeah, so right now for me, it's got to be dahlias. But I mean, that's I mean, I grew a lot of zinnias last year as well. But the dahlias definitely stole my heart for sure. Yeah, they, they I got a follow up to Kyle's question. You two can only pick three plants to put in your lawn this year. What three are you picking? Well, uh, the first plant. Oh, in my does the grass count? That's yeah, I just that's need to get that out of the one, way. Aaron. Right, does my <laughs> turf count? Because if I can work my turf out, then then we got some room to wiggle with. Um, but if the turf doesn't count, then you've you've pretty much knocked me down to two choices. So so let me know the stipulations of this uh, three, and then and I'll get back at you. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and guess <laughs> he's talking like more landscaping and garden. So I'll just go ahead and go. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. I don't know a whole lot of different flowers. I know my wife and I have had really good success with wave petunias. We really love how they spread in the landscaping. It, it almost becomes like a ground cover. Um, and that we really like those because uh, they do well in direct sunlight and really hot uh, temperatures as well because they bloom throughout the entire year, which is really cool. Um, I like daylilies and tulips, but I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of bulbs because I like year round color. And I, uh, so I don't like, you know, I, I think they're really pretty flowers, but then they're, they're only there, you know, for, for the springtime. And then after that, they're, they're pretty much done. Um, but I do like daylilies cause those continue to flower all throughout the, the year, or at least they do like two times, at least they at least flower two times. So, um, I'm not sure on the third. He, Aaron said, other than yeah. grass, he said, yeah, veggies, fruit, flowers, shrubs, etc. Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, I see him. I see him. So for me, it's going to be, um, <sighs> that's interesting because my plants are going to be edible. I'm going to let you know that right now. So, uh, it's going to be a tomato plant of some sort, you know, and then it's going to be patty pan squash. Listen, people, if you like squash, if you like yellow crookneck squash, if you, if you're okay with the texture that comes, because I, I myself, um, 
I used to go down south every single summer. I grew up in the DMV area, Washington, D.C., Maryland, uh, Virginia area. And every summer I would go down south to spend the summer with my cousins. And being down there, we ate yellow squash all the time. And as a child, I had no idea why. But as now that I'm older, I understand that I was there during the summer and my grandparents gardened. They, they were farmers. And the thing that was in in season was summer squash, yellow summer squash. But I hated the consistent, like the texture, it would get mushy. I don't care what you do to yellow squash, it usually gets mushy once you cook it. Patty pan squash is a whole nother level of deliciousness and, excuse me, the firmness of that vegetable, it holds its firmness so it's not mushy. And it tastes like butter, like butter. So tomatoes, uh, patty pan squash, and I guess the third one, at the moment, I'd probably go with dahlias. It's a non-edible, but um, tomatoes, uh, yeah, tomatoes, because, I mean, who doesn't like tomatoes? And then patty pan squash, because those things are delicious. <laughs> See, I don't, uh, um, we're, we only have, you know, one year under our belt with growing vegetables, and I'd have to say, I, for my third choice, since I only picked two, I'd have to say tomatoes, because... I think I think we lucked out totally this year with our our tomato plants because uh, we we put those I when we built our our uh, raised beds uh, we put those in and then I had when I got all the supplies I was at Menards getting them and they had on clearance on their clearance rack these like tiny shriveled tomato plants for like a dollar I'm like it's worth it let's just get them let's throw them in let's see what happens. And I got six right. of them. Uh, three of them were, I don't remember what the, the small tomatoes were called. And then three were beefsteak tomatoes. So I was like, all right. Yeah, you have, uh, do you have like a paste tomato? Or San, 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 yes. What were you, you going to say? Yes. San that's what it was. Or, uh, we had, we had, we yeah, had three of those. You remember, <laughs> you know my garden better than I do. Uh, we had three <laughs> of those and then we had three of the beef steaks. And I was like, well, you know, it's, they're all super cheap. I was like, what's the point? What's, you know, it's worth just getting them. Let's see what happens. And we, we figured like most of them would die. They all six survived and like they blew up. Like it was like, uh, July and August. They just like, I, it's like they were on steroids. They just got so big and they were just throwing out tomatoes. Cause it took them forever to throw tomatoes out. And we were like, well, maybe we won't get anything. Or if they do, they're not going to be, in time to ripen, but we got plenty that, uh, came out and, uh, before our first frost, we probably had, I don't know, maybe half a dozen, dozen tomatoes that we picked, uh, between the beefsteak and San Marzano's. But then when we were starting to get into the cold temps, uh, we had, I, I, I don't have the picture ready to go, but, um, we had, I, cause I, I made an Instagram post cause we had to go out that night and I was out there with a flashlight cutting them off. Like, cause they were still green and I was researching like, or what are you supposed to do with green tomatoes? And they can still, yeah, they can still ripen. And cause they were plenty big. It's not like they were tiny. Uh, we, I don't even, I don't even know. We probably had, uh, probably close to 20 pounds, 25 pounds of tomatoes. It was a ton of tomatoes. And we 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 gave some to our neighbors and we we gave uh we froze a lot of them and then we just used them in pasta sauce and different things like that so 
Uh, it was really cool to have that much food come out of something that was just in the ground. I don't know. We thought that was so cool to just have that much food that you could just at, it was at your disposal. So, um, right. Yeah. That's the coolest thing about gardening for sure, bro. Um, who's this, uh, Kyle, he said, you need to get some petunias and begonias in your life. I'm not doing begonias this year, but you will see petunias in my life this year. Cause I'm very interested in that kind of like ground cover effect that Ben was talking about. So I'm definitely going to, I'm going to leverage that for sure. Will chips and guac, what's going on, brother? Thanks you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Richard, I use hydrotain in my planters and pots and got huge plants. Hydrotain and Bloomplex make for some awesome blooms. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that, Kyle. Um, I will. I, I had a conversation with the people over there at uh, Biogel or Biopro, whatever the official name of the company, the overarching company for the umbrella of that whole lineup. And you'll be seeing some of their products on my channel next season. So uh, I'm looking for that. Looking forward to that for sure. He said, I started some fuchsias, fuchsias in my yard and they will bloom from spring to fall. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure I know what that is. I, I that, that sounds very, very familiar. Uh, look, we're talking about Hydrotain and yeah. Bush League Lawns, their flagship channel. Ecology. Ecology. That's right. Ecology. Yeah. <laughs> he popped up in the building. <laughs> I don't know why I was saying BioPro. Because I, I think, think isn't some of their liquid fertilizer some, isn't it like bio something? Maybe I'm. Yeah, I think that's that's probably why I got it in my in my head. But Ben, I love what you did with your uh, like, and I and I think I'll be going live or making a short video about it. Maybe something along the lines of like why every lawn care enthusiast should start a garden, and and everyone has this portion in their yard, right, where the grass just does not want to grow properly you know it's nothing to do with sand it has probably more to do with the soil underneath it in and it's in an area that's not right in the line of sight it's not in the front piece of the yard and and i see people fight and struggle with trying to make something make grass grow in that specific location and i gave you a like round of applause when i saw you say you know what i'm not even going to struggle with this i'm not even going to fight with it I'm going to drop a garden in here and it's something that you can actually eat. And and what's cool is the best part of having a garden in the backyard or on your front porch or in uh, or in your front yard, if, if that's your if that's your thing, is when you need that thing and it's five o'clock in the evening, you got home and you don't feel like going back outside and you can just go outside to the grocery store, to your produce section, harvest it, bring it in and it tastes 10 times better than anything you could have ever gotten out of the store, that's when it's the most rewarding, hands down, for sure. Um, so if you have an area in your lawn that you've been struggling with or 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 you don't ever really show it to people just because it's, it, it, it leaves much to be desired, I'd consider throwing something in there that you can eat. Just throw a little no-dig raised garden bed. You know, you don't even have to go all out like Ben did or like I did. You can do a no-dig garden bed like I did for my brother which takes very minimal tools, very minimal cause, and buy the discount things that look like they're about to die and still get 20 pounds of food like my man Ben here did. So I think that was pretty, I thought that was that was awesome. I, I, I loved your content this year because you literally had to show your ability to adapt. You know, like a lot of people would have probably just stopped recording. 
in, in your situation. You didn't. You showed us your flaws. And in the middle of a move in midseason or at the beginning of the season, kind of, sort of. And um, and you still crushed it, bro. You know? And then you made some pretty solid choices. And, and then out, out of all of that, not knowing much about gardening, you walked away with plenty of tomatoes. So I think that's amazing. You're you're a testament to what to what I do and to what I think everyone should be doing. And you still have your beautiful lawn. Everyone well, I, wins, yeah, right? I, mean, I appreciate that. That uh, that means a lot, and I really do appreciate that. We we wanted to have a raised garden bed at our old house, but it just was not feasible. We didn't have a really good spot because our the front of our house was south facing, so and we couldn't have a garden out there. Um, just with HOA and stuff like that. And there was no really good spot to put a raised garden or anything like that. The backyard was a mountain. It just wasn't doable. Um, and then we had this spot and my wife was like, well, why don't we take these big, big, big bushes down and turn that into a raised garden? I'm like, all right, let me, I had to kind of, I couldn't see the vision. And then I started figuring out how I wanted to do it. Um, because I didn't want it to be like, cause it is on a slope a little bit and I didn't want it to be like holding the ground. I didn't want to be dealing with like retaining walls and those types of things. And, um, the, yeah, yeah. We know you've had your, you, we've, you've had your yeah. run with slopes. If it, if for anybody, if you don't know, <laughs> uh, that video, here's the video where I show where I actually made the, uh, those raised garden beds. If anybody wants to check that out, um, I made it all out of composite decking and uh, aluminum angle. It was uh, so I shouldn't have to ever really replace any of it because if it's gonna rot, I don't think any none of that's gonna rot. It's more gonna fail before it rots, probably. So yeah, I don't see that rotting either. And I mean, and things last longer than you would think they would last anyway. The the raised garden beds on my front porch, that is just um, common pine wood that if you wherever you look it up you'll see that people usually say it only lasts a year and then you can plan on it for it to fail well mine's in still pretty good shape let me knock on some wood um so i think it'll make it if you didn't know um i'm scheduled to move this year so i could be we could be rolling into next season and then halfway through next season i might be doing a jump talk type situation to where all of a sudden I'm at a whole new location because I'm I'm due to PCS. It's time for me to go to a new location. I'm in hopes. I'm hoping that I'm going to end up in Virginia, which is just like three and a half hours down the road from where I'm at right now. Puts me in a little warmer climate. It doesn't necessarily make me a cool season line. It doesn't make necessarily make me a warm season line because I'm still in the transition zone. So I don't know what what kind of grass I'll have, what kind of turf I'll have. Uh, I'll kind of just see what's already there. If see if it's forty percent grass at the very least, and if it's not, then maybe that's the time where I can look at start from scratch or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it though, man. And and to, like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to see what you're about to do in your garden uh, more so than anything because I think your garden season. I don't know if you're tracking or not, but your garden season starts before your lawn season, yeah. just like mine. So you can have a lot of cool season crops in there, short-term cool season crops like radishes, beets, and uh, you could probably even pull some carrots off before you even need to start worrying I about your lawn. I may need to get, hop on a separate uh, on a separate call with you to figure out what we're going to grow because we need <laughs> the first thing we need to do because last year we we just we planted what we could because we were late 
and uh, we didn't really have any plan. But this year, we definitely don't want to plant as much tomatoes. We want to try to diversify a little bit more. Um, but I know my cousin's been been big in gardening uh, for a lot of for I mean since he's owned a home, um, and I get a lot of my info from him. Um, but I may I I think I need to hop on a call with you and actually like maybe dabble in what what uh, would be a good idea uh, for for our area and obviously what we like and those types of things that'll be in consideration. But yeah, there's uh, I'm I'm more than just a novice. I'm a little infant when it comes to gardening. I have I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll hold your hand. I'll walk you through it. I'm actually doing the same thing with. Uh, Cam at Elevated Lawnscapes. I'm literally walking the dog with him, trying to get his lawn game, um, his garden ready for next season because he's going to take literally the worst spot in his lawn and he's going to turn it into a garden. That's the conversation that we had. I was like, "Look, man, just find the worst place in your lawn that still gets at least six to eight hours of sun and turn it into yeah. a raised garden bed. Stop fighting that area and grow something that you can eat. And I mean, it, it'll go further." than you think so real quick kyle kyle you said your brother-in-law who is an eod specialist is in virginia uh he was at fort bragg in north carolina until two years ago so that means that your brother is army if he's in virginia he's either at fort lee or aberdeen um ap hill he's at ap hill virginia which is where i'm trying to go so i i probably know your brother-in-law, I I guarantee it's just, it's such a small community. If I don't know him and I've met him, I probably have heard of him, whether that's in good light or bad light. And if you tell him who I am, um, EOD doesn't have very many black people in it. That's just the reality <laughs> of it. So if you tell him Palmer, Palmer, Star First Class Palmer, EOD tech black guy, he'll probably know me as well. So um, I'm really interested now. Um, I'm trying to go to AP Hill uh myself so that's cool man small world small world for uh, sure yeah drop some beats <laughs> drop some beats man. That's that's maybe uh <laughs> you know i don't know like i said we don't have a ton of space we have two four by four gardens um but i think you know i'm open me and my wife are open and are open to growing anything because i don't think there's much there's many vegetables we don't like so um I I don't know if this is possible, but I really wanted to try to grow like some corn because I love sweet corn. Um, uh huh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Corn in in the amount of space that you I would have, only you be able to grow it. like one though. <laughs> well, so well for, for for one, you can't grow just one corn plant because of how they pollinate. Well, it's not pr it's not in your best sure. interest to do it. If you were going to do corn. You would probably want to dedicate a whole bed to it. And this is probably some of the things that I'm going to talk to you about when we when we do our little backdoor chat that I've been doing with Cam is I walk you through this process of understanding like, hey, it takes corn 110 days, 120 yeah. days to mature. So that's a lot of space that you're taking up in your garden for something that you have to wait so long for where you might in the best case scenario get three to four corn corns per ear and let's say i mean per stock and let's say you put 10 stocks in there so you waited three to four months for you know like sure. it's just you kind of really gotta when you're trying to make sure that you maintain growing and and that you really want to do it and and keep you feeling like you're getting some quick wins underneath your belt to make it worthwhile i suggest 
stirring away from crops that also are nutrient hogs too, because corn will literally kill the life. They will drain all the nutrients out of your soil. They need so much nutrients to produce those ears of corn. So not only do they take a long time, but they also pull a lot of nutrients out. Now I say all of that saying, and still I'll say all that while um, at the same time, I grew corn this year, but I gave it a very small space and I did it just to see if I could pull it off in containers and I did it. And I don't even think I made a full video on it because when it came time to harvest, I just came back from some mission somewhere doing some training exercise and I ate the corn while I was doing yard work just because I was hungry. And I just ate it because I was cleaning stuff up and I had to get stuff done. So I didn't even film it. It was worth it. But that's when I and I'm not going to say don't do it. I'm just going to let you I'm going to bring these things to surface that most people don't realize that'll make you think twice about sure. actually dropping corn in your garden sure. when you have limited space. Well, yeah. uh, man, we're we're almost an hour into this show. That's crazy. Yeah, we're we're we? 58 that, that, minutes. Yeah. I know three to four of those minutes were, you know, the pre-show. So we still have time. But before we go any further I wanted to jump into my segment that I just started at the last show um, called. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I just started it last last show with John Perry. It's called Keyboard Warriors. Uh, this was something I thought was just something cool, something fun. But uh, if you if for all those YouTubers in the chat and maybe the maybe the non YouTubers, you know that there's people that just troll in the YouTube videos they're either know-it-alls they're they're just jerks they're punks they're uh whatever you want to be or whatever they they want to be but uh rob sent me three comments that uh we're gonna dive into i don't have a lot of trolls and i don't think rob does either rob you're you're too easy you're too not easy you're too nice to troll on in my opinion like i don't your videos if somebody came in there people would probably just be like man what are you doing you you just need to get out of here but uh here's the first one uh here we go yeah to your point uh you know I, I it was I had to dig deep for for these comments. Um, I had a few in mind right off the back that which is the ones that we landed on that kind of when I read them the first time, they rubbed me the wrong way. And when I read them again, I realized that this person was still trying sure. to be a little snarky in some type of form, <laughs> form. but I always try to stay, you know, um, I always just try to stay professional or you know not starting anything with anyone but uh w before i answer uh before i go over this uh, one thing i'll give you a caveat one thing that i do get a lot of um usually is like the uh weird spams i don't know what the deal is with the weird spams where it looks like you know online girls has <laughs> yeah, a thing for yeah, me or something yeah. i get a There's lot of, plenty those of those once in a while Right. And I didn't I didn't, I couldn't um I couldn't screenshot and send this in because I usually like remove the account so quick, delete and remove and report them so fast. I didn't have any of the show. But um that 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 um that's my little caveat there. Yes, corn uses a lot of nitrogen and great point, Mark. You can use corn as a natural screen. But most lawn care people, they're not willing to drop corn 
like in the side of their house plot. And I understand it. I get it. It's cool. So let's, no, without further ado, my bad. So let's the first comment <laughs> was, can't believe you met, you were mixing on the trunk of your car. Guess that's better than the kitchen table. A great video showing the differences between different tips. Thank you. I just wish that when anyone makes inf informational videos, you would leave out the background music. I want to hear what you have to say. Imagine going to school and the teacher has the radio on at the same time they're teaching. You know, I, I don't, I, I see it like, in, I, I, although I've read all your responses too, because you're super polite, which I try to be too. There's times where sometimes I'm just like, I, I'm, I don't want to handle that. So I, I don't even respond sometimes or whatever, but you're extremely <laughs> polite, but you can, I can definitely see like the dude's like, he's like on, he's teetering on the, I'm trying to be nice, but I'm getting some feedback. I, I, I like your comment or your, your content, but but, but I like sometimes like if people would just say like, Hey, could you turn the music down? Absolutely. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate that. Cause some of my, er, uh, some of my earlier Why? videos when I didn't have a good mic, like it was awful. And right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, to your point, it was totally awful. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most in, in this comment, there was, there was many levels to this comment, right? So it's like, can't believe you were mixing on the trunk of your car. So for me, if you know me, right, uh, maybe five, six years ago, I was a materialistic person. In this time, at this point in my life, um, I am not. So for me to be mixing on the back of my car and for that to be compared to a kitchen table <laughs> in the same system, in the same system was like apple and oranges to me. I was like, it's my car, bro. Like literally birds poop on your car. Like why wouldn't I just mix this up on the trunk? It's not acid. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. burn my pain. <laughs> like, like, like it's just a car to me. Right. So that's me. So, and then, and then as I finished reading, I was like, Oh, then he, he was like, he, he complimented me on showing the difference between the tips. And then this is where, <laughs> you know, of course he has opinion on the background music. And to me, I think the background music sets a tone, right? It, it gets you in this space. Now, particularly in this video, it is probably possible that I did not have my balances dialed in the way that it needed to be to make sure that, you know, it was more of a background noise more than coming in at the same tone. So, you know, as I told him, I appreciated his feedback. I still put background music while I'm talking because I still feel the same way about it. I'm just, I think from there on, I was very more mindful on making sure that I get those levels yeah. as close as possible to just having it in the background just giving you some type of because I think that dead silence and noise is is annoying to me. I don't think my voice is that cool for you to just listen to straight my voice. I need some type of background music. That's me. Right. And I love music. I have a love for music. So I want to lay a track behind me talking to kind sure. of put you in the mood that I was in. And I recorded yeah. it. It's a whole vibe. So that's why I did that. But, you know, this was probably the second or third comment that I got that was kind of yeah, passive yep. aggressive, you know, it was passive aggressive, you know, but it was still good yeah. feedback. You know, you take it in, exactly. take it with a grain of salt and you just apply it best you can as a, as, as a content yeah. creator for sure. All right. Well, here's the next one. Nice video. Felicia. Hey, how you doing? Felicia? Oh, Hey, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, here's the next one. Yeah. Nice video, but please don't chew gum and speak on camera at the same time. That's really like, I mean, come on, man. 
<laughs> well, you know what? I couldn't argue with him. I couldn't argue with him on this one because, as you can see in my comment, there's t there's points. Listen, if it was up to me, I'd go back to like my first 20 videos and delete them all because I think they were all trash. I think they were all horrible. But I know that that shows growth. And I know that it shows my beginning, so I just leave them there. So I can't watch most of my earliest videos anymore because I find so many things wrong. I'm oh, my yeah. worst critic. I I'm just going to be honest. It's going to be really hard to hurt my feelings because I promise you, I think worse of myself than you do. Um, that's just how my brain works, and that's how it works for me. So um, for me, chewing gum while I was on camera, that was a mechanism that I used to keep myself, um, it, was, it was a nerves thing and speaking for a very long time while I'm on camera because a lot of people don't realize, yeah, the video might've been 10 minutes long, but I may have recorded right. for two and a half hours and I was speaking for two and a half hours. The same reason why I have my nice, delicious hibiscus tea here tonight, I need to sip something to, you know, make sure that the moisture stays up. So nerves just like being on camera is what i said and then i had this issue with oh with my mouth drying out i think that had to, to do with the nerves as well but um you know this is this is a <laughs> comment that was uh that was uh it was an honest comment the dude got straight to the point i wouldn't no. say that that was passive aggressive he was straight to the point but he was being you know kind of picky and uh, um but nevertheless i still appreciate it and, and and what was funny for me was, and that's why I put the laughing face there. He was watching like a video seven months ago, right? So like the video was <laughs> yeah, super yeah. old, and I was like, "Have you watched any of my new comment uh, content? Because if you did, you would yeah. know I don't do that anymore." But I didn't even realize say, like, you made a good you know, point. At least he was straight to the point. He didn't beat around the bush. He didn't use any profanity or any like. Uh, derogative language or anything like that to like make you feel feel even worse than any than he could have. So, because uh, there are plenty of those where like right. they just keep you know shoving the dagger in farther and farther. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he got straight to the accountant. He said, "You nervous? You're a natural, Rob. Listen, I totally. I think I do much better at lives because." I'm in my little space. I'm in my house. But when I first started recording, being in the middle of a yard, in the middle of a neighborhood, talking to a camera, walking around, trying to keep the energy, and I'm talking to you guys, I was nervous. Yeah, I was I was definitely nervous. And more so because I'm my worst critic, right? So I knew I was nervous for how I was going to feel about my own video yeah. when I went back yeah. and watched it. So yeah, the nerves... The nerves were pretty bad, and those were little things that I used to use. I mean, I'll give you another one. In the beginning of my videos, I used to wear a lot of sunglasses. I used to have sunglasses in in every other video, and especially if the sun was out, I just made sure that that was an excuse to have sunglasses in. And the reason why I always went, wore sunglasses was because it was easier for me to talk to the camera, right, remove those nerves because I could just put some glasses on and just talk. That was a, like another tactic that I use to kind of calm the nerves down by always wearing sunglasses. Now I rarely have sunglasses in unless I literally can't see and then like the, just the sun is hurting my eyes and I'll throw them on. But back in the day, I used to wear a set of sunglasses in every video I could 
if if I could get away with it, just because it was easier for me to talk to the camera and and be more myself and give you that authentic transparency that I was going for. So no, that totally yeah. makes sense. I mean, I I think I mean even for me, I there's still plenty of things that I am not uh, ultra comfortable with, and with uh, you know, it, it's still the, the getting over the hurdle of talking to a camera outside is is always. Uh, for me, it's still there's still hurdles that I need to cross, and it gets easier the more you do it. But um, so the for the next right. one, the last one he sent me was first. Uh, here we go. First, where are you located? What state are and what what state and grow zone? Second, get them tomatoes out of that planter box. They will either stunt the growth or take over. Get you one of those grow bags you got sitting on the patio and put your tomatoes and peppers in there. Five gallon containers, one tomato plant, five gallon container can take two peppers plants per pot, save the grow box for herbs, lettuce, other greens, and maybe even those onions. Those tomatoes need space. This is one of your know-it-all people that this like, oh, I know I know what I'm doing yeah. here. You, this guy does not. Um, yeah. That's exactly what this is. I've had plenty of those, and and when I've had those, all I can do is be like, "Hey, thanks for the feedback and for the support." <laughs> That's really all I can say. <laughs> I yeah, that took it. Uh, you see, I took it a bit further in my reply to him, and and I want to reread this comment because I want to put you in the mindset <laughs> yeah, I was go for it. when I read this comment. Right. So so this is how I read it. First, where are you located? <laughs> Because obviously you were dumb, you're too dumb to put yeah. what your zone is, right? That like I added all that in my head, right? And then what state in grow zone, you know, because like why wouldn't you do that, you dummy? Like, come on, get it together. Second, get them tomatoes out of the that planter box. They will either stunt the growth or take over. Because you're a retarded first year gardener and you don't know what you're doing. You should just get back to the lawn care game, you stupid, silly lawn care enthusiast. This is how I'm feeling when I'm reading this, right? I'm just being demoralized on each line. Get you one of those grow bags you got sitting on the pat on the pat on that patio and put your tomatoes and peppers in there. Five gallon containers, one tomato plant, five gallon container could take two pepper put per pot. Save that grow box for herbs, lettuce, and other greens. Maybe even those onions. Those tomatoes need space, right? And then, like, I mean, he didn't even comment on the video. And like, like, so this was a person that clearly watched the entire entire video and just like watched it to tear me apart. Like, they literally pulled me apart. This is my first. This is my first garden video, guys. This is me unveiling unveiling what I've been working on for the past two and three months quietly behind the scenes because no one knew that that's what I was doing other than a few snapshots I slipped out during the season uh, during, on Instagram during the off season. So um, this guy, he came across extremely aggressive. I try to explain my, my, my logic behind what I was doing. I'll tell you this. Don't let anyone come into your garden and tell you what you're supposed to be doing. That's your garden. You do whatever you want, however you want. And you learn the way that you want to learn. Now, if you're giving me advice, I'm all for it. But this was this was probably the most aggressive comment that I'd ever received, and I, I found it survived. I found it funny that it was actually um, in a garden video because the garden community seems to be a much more forgiving than the lawn care community most of the time with videos. But uh, 
you know, needless to say, that guy, I mean, he was, first of all, the guy was right, okay? <laughs> Let's be clear. He was right. I'm going to tell, I'm going to admit that he was right. And the reason why he was right was because what I thought was a dwarf variety of a tomato ended up not being dwarf. That it was an indeterminate cherry vine tomato that grew way taller than I thought it was going to grow. But here's the kicker on that, though. Even though it did stunt their growth because I could compare it to the one that I did have in the container, they still produced and I still got many harvests off those cherry vine tomatoes. But the reason why I would have taken them out wasn't because of their productivity. I would have taken them out because they got so tall that the overhang on my porch, they grew taller. They were going to grow taller than the space I had. So I literally had to top them to stop them from growing. So in hindsight, I wouldn't have put them in the boxes. I don't think I'll ever put anything in the boxes like that. And 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 at the end of the day, if you're watching today, guy, guess what? I'll be using those boxes for nothing but herbs moving forward because <laughs> you're right. But you didn't have to be as aggressive as you were. I can appreciate you getting straight to the point. Um, but maybe in the future, um, just add them as suggestions. Maybe you were just concise and direct maybe you're one of my military watchers and we can't help ourselves we have to be concise and direct sure. when we speak so maybe that's why you came at me the way that you did but and those are three of the worst comments that i have had on the channel um and like i said i haven't really gotten beat up too bad and i think a lot of that has to do with i don't consider myself trying to teach you anything other than sharing what i've learned and what's working for me and i think when you present and frame information and videos that way it gives you a lot of play where people won't necessarily judge you for trying to be an expert and just appreciate the content that you're delivering. So with that being said, um, it, it it worked out. You said haters crack me up. Like you said, Rob, no, know-it-alls, right? Yeah, <laughs> know-it-alls. Um, yeah, you already know what you're doing here, Chief. Right? 100% garden for you. Yeah, man, don't let anyone come in your garden and tell you. You know, I saw this one YouTuber, gardener specifically, and they were saying, like, if you don't have a nut tree, you don't have a garden. I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, why, <laughs> why would you tell someone that? You know, people just let just be happy they're trying to grow anything, for sure. Yeah, but, I think um, it seems yeah. like uh, yeah. I don't I don't dabble in too many uh, too much of the garden YouTube channels or community, but I I could see how it could be just like anything else, like people become so prideful and like, Oh, you have to be, you have to achieve this in order to become this. Like, I don't know. Like, and I don't I mean, you, you know, that community better than I do because I don't, I'm not in it as much as you are. Um, have you ever interacted with right. like Epic gardening or what is his name? Epic. Urban, um, uh, Ur yeah. urban Epic Garden. Have you ever interacted Epic, with him? Epic urban gardener. Yeah, man, he's a pretty cool, down-to-earth guy. I've actually um, communicated with him via DMs on Instagram. He actually responded to a few things of mine, and he he kind of gave me a nod on on what I was doing. Uh, we're not friends. I haven't sure. talked to him on the phone at all, but he definitely acknowledged my presence, which I thought was pretty freaking awesome. Another person who acknowledged my presence was um, um, the Gangster Gardener. Um, Gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, I sent him a link to a video 
And not only did he like it, but he said, I like what you're doing, young blood, or something like that. So uh, <laughs> um, that was pretty good. Ron Finley. Is his name Ron Finley? I think his name is Ron Finley. Um, y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, the guy out of California who got a ticket for growing food out of his sidewalk because, you know, nothing else was growing there. But um, so the garden community is 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 just as um, open and uh, and uh, relatable and friendly and welcoming as the lawn care community. I think more so. I think a little bit more than the uh, lawn care community, to be honest. And um, what's been interesting is like watching people on both sides of that sword, both sides of that coin. Lawn care people becoming interested in garden, and then guard garden people becoming interested in lawn care because of my channel. I think that's amazing. That was never the intent, but um, simply that I can bring that platform and show you that these two things can coexist. You'll see me, well, I won't be doing a pre-emergent on my lawn this year. I will be doing it on my neighbor's side plot next year. I'll explain it in the video, my reasoning and why, not, why I'm not doing that. But I still spray chemical on my lawn when necessary. But uh, I also did the necessary research to find the proper tips to ensure that I um, don't have a lot of drift when I'm applying. And I'm, I'm extremely mindful of that because I have to eat that food. And I think it you growing stuff in your backyard also instills a certain level of discipline for you when you want to eat the stuff out of your backyard. You're a lot more responsible with the applications you make. And you think about the second and third order of effect a lot more than you naturally would if you had no food growing in the back of your yard. So I think it, it's really cool to merge those roles and and make them both coexist in a homeostasis type type of way. So yeah, Ron Finley, thanks, babe. That's my wife, everyone. Super Saiyan, she's a she's a huge Super Saiyan fan. Um, Goku is her jam all day. Um, <laughs> anime nerd. Yeah, there you go. That's the wife. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense as far as uh, what you were saying about being more mindful of what you're putting down where and where you're putting it down, um, especially when you're when you're eating the food. Or the other thing, too, that I've noticed a lot of people being more mindful of if they know their, their kids are going to be playing out in the lawn or, or something like that. That's when That's people it. I've noticed... Uh, they're they're very mindful of of like hey is this kid or pet friendly and there's some confusion about what kid and pet pet friendly means and those types of things and um it's just all, right. all about just educating people and clearing up that that unknown for them um so they're not fearful of something that they don't need to be fearful of and they're just being more educated about the things they they use or don't use in their lawn or garden so <clears throat> Right. Right. What's this? Long journeys. He said, I had one commenter on me about my mosquito strategy. He knew a lot about mosquitoes and told me numerous times why my strategy was flawed. I believed him, but he was on a mission to let me know. I know, right? Like, like you could have just passively said, you know, hey, bro, you, you might want to think of X, Y, Z. And I think framing yes. has a lot to do with, you know, we're in the world where 90% of the communication we have with people, we don't have to look them in the eye. Even in our military today, I'll let you know this, I, there's a whole new generation of soldiers that are coming in to where they're not the best communicators effectively face-to-face. Yep. -face. 
They don't, they're not really good at it because they don't have to do it a lot. So a lot of times, you know, we call them keyboard warriors or um, Twitter fingers and whatnot. And and it's just because of the culture that we have today, which is why uh, it, and it's, it, it's, it, there's, there's two sides to this to where it plays out well for me. On one side of the coin, I, it frustrates me when I'm trying to communicate with people that don't know how to communicate and don't know how to be cordial in a conversation and 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 know what tact is, right? But then the other side of that is because it's becoming a lost um, skill, a, a lost trade, a, a lost craft of communicating in person. You actually get a a a, a edge on everyone around you. By getting up from your desk, walking to the office, having a conversation with the person face to face, then following up with an email and then showing back up in person the next day. That's how I can get something done in 24 hours that takes you an entire week because I took the time to go and speak with this person. I remember that this person uh, their daughter was about to graduate from high school because I went and I had a conversation with them. So like. Now, when they see an email come from me, it's just not another email. Oh, that's that's Palmer. That's Sergeant P. You know, that's whatever they yeah. refer to me is Turf, is Rob, whoever it is, because I take that time to interact with you as a person. So remember that. And TT's Urban Pantry's in the building. That's what we, that's somebody oh, from our garden family. Thank in. you for being here. TT, I appreciate it. Yeah, she's really good at finding like, well, for one, her Urban Pantry is like a a Walmart. <laughs> warehouse right she has any and everything you need all the recipes in the book underneath the moon and then on on top of that she has a knack for finding these really good deals on china so if your wives are into china um then uh you're or you as a male you're into china she'll give you some tips on how to get some china for the low and then of course replace certain pieces within your um the different um little collections that you have it's a pretty unique cool channel and then over, uh, every once in a while she'll show you weird videos of her um her her pup like i think she dropped one today about her her dog sleeping or snoring or trying to like fight his sleep or something like that so good good people all around <laughs> well uh before we start wrapping up the show i wanted to give rob an opportunity to maybe you know, drop any sort of uh, teasers of what you got coming up this this year, or any anything you want to you know shout out to people to say, hey, go check these out, or go check this person out, or you know, what what do you got for the people? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so this year, uh, I've been dropping hints throughout the. Well, I well, I'll give you a, I'll give you um heads up. Uh, I'll be having Alan Hain on my show. Um. In February, I'll release the date at a later date. The date is set, but I'll release it at a later date. Alahana will be coming on the show in February. Keep a lookout for that. I'll also have, um, for the garden community, I consider this to be Alahane's equivalent, at least in the community I uh, exist in. It's Lead Farmer 73. He'll be coming to the channel. We'll be, I'll be closing out my little live sessions, interview slash co-host type things that I'm doing over on my channel, probably about mid-February. Um, you're going to see a lot of a lot more garden content building up, um, taking this out of the winter just because that's how the season works. 
but um, you will see just as much lawn care content this year as well. Um, I, I have a lot more things that I'll be able to teach people because I'm not a brand new beginner. And when I mean teach, I mean I'm going to show you what's been working for me here where I am. I don't, I can't guarantee it's going to work for you where you are. But uh, I can at least show you what I've been doing, some cultural practices I've been picking up. There's some new products you'll see coming to the channel, Ecologel. Um, thanks to uh, Brandon, I ended up getting in touch with them. And I spoke with them, had a nice chat. You'll see some of their products. But for the most part, uh, you'll still see Simple Lawn Solutions. Uh, I am looking for a new granular uh, because unfortunately we all know, and if you didn't know, Carbon X is uh, pretty much no more. Whatever you see in stock it will be sold out. Once it's sold out, it's not going to be restocked. So I'll be, I'm on the hunt for a new granular fertilizer. And then, of course, the biggest thing in, in my life right now is that I'm, I'm, I'm on the move. I'm on the move. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I'm on the move. So to give you some hints on that, uh, the first option for me, my first top pick was uh, Virginia. Like I told uh, Kyle, I'm trying to get down to AP Hill if, if at all possible. If not, another one in the runnings for me is Madrid, Spain. Um, so I'm trying to get, uh, I, I, I take Madrid, Spain. And the reason why Madrid, Spain is on my list is because the third on my list is Missouri, where Ben is, but um, I'm not really trying to like go Missouri. back to Missouri. <laughs> Spent time in Missouri. I went to Missouri for basic training, right? And there's no good memories there <laughs> in Missouri. I don't want to go back to Missouri, but I will. But I figured, you know, if I had to been, if I have to be 12 hours away from my family, um, then I might as well go to a whole different country, which is why I put Madrid, Spain before. Missouri. And of course, there's a fourth and fifth order effect. Uh, we shouldn't get down to that, the bottom of those lists. But if we do, uh, of course, I'll inform you. I'll let you know when I know it's a hurry up and wait kind of game. But uh, we're still going to be doing gardening. We're still going to be doing lawn care. And then we got to move somewhere in there in the middle. So uh, that's that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll walk the dog on that stuff. Uh, if 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 you have any questions, feel free to share. And of course, the the most important thing on my channel is, and and I say it in my little intro trailer to the channel is, I just want you guys to feel better. When when, when you come to my channel, by the time you leave, I want you to feel a little better. That's it. Uh, I, I put a whole bunch of energy into ensuring that I pick the right track to set the right mood that reflects how I felt at the moment or how I'm feeling while I'm editing that video. And more importantly, it's the vibe, that therapeutic session with me. Um, just unplug from whatever crazy mess is going on in the world. Catch a vibe with me, even if you don't even like, I'm telling you, check out the garden content, even if you're not in the gardening, because at the very least, I'm sure you'll love the music. And you might learn something. Your wife probably might like it, or your husband might like it if it's vice versa. Um, and then we'll we'll go from there, you know. So that's 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 habla español. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and, and here's the thing, right? My wife, her her mother's side of the family, they're from Honduras, and it's crazy because 
Everyone in their family speaks Spanish except her and her older sister. Everyone else knows how to speak some Spanish except her and her older sister. Um, but no, no habla espanol. No, no. But I will learn if I have to. If I if I can learn German, sprechen Sie Deutsch. If I can learn enough German to get around, order beers, and catch the train, I'll figure out enough Spanish to make it happen. It's not that it's a challenging language. It's that I suck at yes, rolling my I tongue. Do. I'm not so good that's, at that either. that's where... Right. <laughs> so suck it, rolling my tongue. And that's why I kind of just never dug in. You know what language I was really good at, though? Latin. I was really good at Latin, yeah. but it's a dead language. So there well, you, you guys can, uh, <laughs> you guys can find his his uh, information to his channel and Instagram page in the description below. So I hope you guys go check him out. If you're not already uh, subscribed to him or following him, go go check him out. Um, I really love Rob's content. He he definitely puts out a lot of just unique and original content that I don't feel like uh, any other lawn care creator creates. And he puts his own spin and, and flavor on it. And that's, that's what makes him him and uh, makes his content great. So go check him out. Um, but I think that's really what we have, have for tonight. And unless you have anything else to, to, to throw in there, Rob. Yeah, parting words, um, those of you who have the Turf Therapy app, which is a um, liquid and granular fertilizer uh, application rate calculator, um, if you already have it, thank you for so much for the support. I'm sorry I couldn't make it free, guys. I really wish I could have made it free, but I put my own money into it, my own hard work and dedication to it. I still haven't made my money back from it, but I have about 4,000 users using it. I have a huge update overhaul that's coming to that app. There's a tiny little glitch in the liquid section um, where it comes to, it'll still give you the proper application rate, but the volume total for some reason is off. Anyway, I'm looking, uh, I'm about to get that fixed. That will be fixed. And I will be merging the journal portion of the calculator, the granular and the liquid. They'll be merging together. There will be one single journal. So you can see the total volume of everything. And I'm also gonna allow you to add things that aren't fertilizers into the journal at your application rates in times that you did it. You know, there's other free options out there that work just as fine. But if you're interested in it, I'm just letting you know, a you know, huge update and overhaul is coming to that uh, probably about mid spring as well. So mid March, uh, beginning of April, I'll be relaunching that. I'll go live. And uh, thank you for everyone for the support. Every every comment, every subscriber, every thumbs up, even even the thumbs down, the thumbs down. They, they help. I promise you they do. So thank you. Thank you for the thumbs up. Thank you for the thumbs down. It's all love as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Ben, for having me on here and allowing me to co-host. Which Absolutely. Is I, appreciate I appreciate having it. you. And I, I forgot to mention, you do have that uh, that app. So uh, go in. Is it, is it just called Turf Therapy, right? It's just called Turf Therapy. It's in the Google, Google Play Store. It's in Apple Play Store. And just type in Turf Therapy. At this point, there's enough users on it to where it just pops up. So as soon as you put in turf, it might pop up. You might have to put in turf and then TH and it'll pop up. But it's a pretty solid ad. I'm, I'm proud of it. I literally made it because I was tired of doing the math. That's why I did it. And, and, and then the lovely wife and then a message in the middle of the night made me make turn it into turn it into a living uh, thing on the phone because before I created that app, there was nothing else like it. Um, 
There was other calculators that would let you do granular in a weird kind of way, but the layout was funky and nothing lets you do liquid. And now since I've made the app, there's other options, which I think is really cool. So if it took me making an app to put a fire underneath everyone else to put out some their own version of a cool app, I say that that's worth the contribution made to make sure. our community a little better. So yeah. I think that's dope. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, uh, Rob, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, it, it's an honor to have you here and, and just be with the audience and just hanging out and talking. Um, I hope we can actually meet in person one day. That'd be a great, uh, great thing to do. So um, I hope I hope all you guys have a great weekend. Uh, I hope it's stress free, and I hope your upcoming week is stress free as well. And it, it's it's just a good Thanks. one. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Next week we are going to have Matt Martin, the Grass Factor, on the show. So that should be a great show. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that. Thanks so much for all you guys uh, tuning in. We'll see you next time. Have a good night, guys. Good night.